So, this is episode one. <laughs> why why are you um, laughing? It's, it's just our podcast. Because we have no intro. We have no script. This is the intro. Boom. Bada bing. Say your name. Okay, so I'm Charlie. I'm a fashion major. Um, and I'm Andrew. I'm majoring in economics. Not economy, as I just learned. Yeah, because Charlie just really keeps saying economy major. So I'm sure any economic majors who listen to this are going to cringe really hard when they hear someone say economy major. It makes them sound uh, very... Very mucho, mucho not educated, as the mucho not educated. as the educated men say. <laughs> All that private school education to the garbage, <laughs> <laughs> destroyed, dumped. Just, yeah, a dumpster fire <laughs> meant nothing. <laughs> yeah, nothing. No, it's over. It's done. Because I said economy major. Yeah. I actually have been saying that for like a few years. No, like the last two years. Like when? How long have you been an economics? Major? I mean, I guess I was officially a major, like, starting last year, but I started talking about it, like, freshman year, so I guess it's, like, two years ago. Yeah, like, two years ago, so I've been saying that for, You've like, two years. You've been saying that for two years. And you didn't correct me until just before this recording. I, I never noticed you were saying that. <laughs> wow, that's unbelievable. Oh, my God. Big yikes. I feel I feel bad for you. People must have, like, listened I to that. I feel bad for having such a horrible friend <laughs> who didn't correct me. No, I don't remember you saying that. This, this, that's on you. That's not me. Okay. I'm not at fault. This is very... What a strange opening. It's just a this. big banter. Yeah, big banter. They're going to be like, wow, this is exactly the kind of content I came for on this podcast. <laughs> Two people <laughs> fighting about, why didn't oh, yeah, you tell me? Yeah, I was like, about no. like the semantics of like someone's major wording. Ooh, semantics. <laughs> He's using big words. I, uh, I, I took the SAT, guys. What was that? What's that? Uh, that radio? I was about to say, what's that podcast? No, it's uh, where it's the guys who talks like really like this. I think it's from PBS. Oh, are you talking about those... Um, 10, 10 Wins. No, no, like 60 Minutes. Yes, basically. Yeah, But yeah. it's on the 10, 10 Wins network, isn't Is it? it? No, I thought it was on PBS, no? It might be. Yeah. I, I think it's government programming, so... It's most definitely government. Yeah, if yeah. someone's talking like this... <laughs> it's government programming. I, I, I can't be too loud. I can't be too loud. I need to, I need to talk to the... There's an FBI agent with a gun to my head. <laughs> Please. <laughs> That's why they're whispering yeah. so lowly. Um, yeah, so, alright, let's get into it. Um, I just thought it would be really fun to talk about influencer culture in, like, both our perspectives. One, me being a fashion design major, obviously, obviously, I want to push product and sell, and right now the biggest thing, or I think for maybe, like, the past five years, maybe, I want to say, like, when did Kim Kardashian get famous? I feel like she was kind of, like, the first influencer, really. I think ever since she came out, and then now all these, like, newer influencers that are, like, being pushed out into the market, I think it's, like, one of the biggest advertisement, like, revenues. So, you know, there is a really big possibility my business would have to be um, basically marketed mm -hmm. via influencers. Yeah. And then you being an economics major, evaluating, is that a sustainable market still? And is that something we're going to be looking down, like, maybe in the next 10, 20 years? Hmm, I think, like, with, with the on, like, the growing online presence, I mean, especially with the, with the virus and, like, how you have to do a lot of content online and there's a lot of stress on making online content, I think, yeah, it definitely is important to have, like, people who just, 
who whose sole job is to just advertise products or like show that they're going to some place or like show how cool something is like it doesn't sound very productive but it's really just a more like socialized form of advertising i mm -hmm. guess instead of just like the kind of like cold distant like ad that's just like presented to you on youtube or on instagram instead now it's like a whole page or a whole place that's dedicated to advertising but it doesn't feel like you're consuming advertising you are but it doesn't feel like that so in essence people are like more like receptive to that kind of material and so they're getting exposure to brands and places and ideas but they don't feel like it's like some like corporate garbage being shoved down their throat they feel like it's uh, some kind of welcoming, actually, exciting content. Well, actually, I'm going to have to um, kind of debate that, like, yeah. statement you said, where it's, like, it's it's not as corporate feeling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I actually have, like, um, I feel it is actually, it, it's still presented as very corporate, right? Because, yes, it does have, like, that facade of, oh, you know, I'm just pulling up with these casual, like, Gucci bags <laughs> that I got for free in the mail. <laughs> You know, I feel like people are starting more and more now that there is more um, information online and more influencers are talking about, like, the business aspect of being an influencer, of being this, like, public figure who's, you know, um, like, kind of like a store mannequin, but IRL, if you really think about it. Like, Real-time real store mannequin. Real-time <laughs> store mannequin. That's the job description now. Um, but no, they, they're coming out and saying, you know, the truthfulness of it. It's like, yeah, I do get, like, paid to endorse certain brands and wear certain brands. Like, Fashion Nova, for example, I feel like that's the most famous example where, like, anyone who's, like, even has some major following, right, mm -hmm. that's at least over 100,000K, like, has Fashion Nova endorsing them and wearing these clothes. And I think that the more and more people are seeing that and then also having to put the hashtag ad, um, after, like, the description of, oh my god, I love butterflies, look at my new Gucci bag, or look at this, like, new lollipop <laughs> that helps me, like, lose weight, hashtag ad. Like, you know, it, it does kind of sound more and more, um, fixed, uh -huh. if anything. Okay. I guess that, that could be true. Yeah, it, it does, it does have a formula. I think you're definitely right that it does have a formula. But, um, but I guess the main point I was trying to make was that um, it feels more socialized because of, like, the influencer themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, some of them don't have personalities, let's be real. But the ones that do, yeah. people are kind of there for their, like, appearance and personality and, like, uh, the atmosphere that they bring, right? Mm -hmm. with, their, with their content. So, I think when you were talking about whether or not it's sustainable, what's interesting is that it's sustainable so long as this person is popular and so long yeah. as people care about this person. If, if people don't care about this person, like, let's say, like, someone like, 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 Casey Neistat, he just, like, gets old. Like, he's so old. I love how you put Casey Neistat as, like, the influencer. <laughs> I was thinking more of, like, James Charles. James Charles. Like, um, what, Bad Baby? Because, honestly, yes, she has a rap career, but I feel like she's way more of an influencer. Yeah, the, I just, the reason why I went with Casey is just, it's just funny, because I just got, like, too many ads of him, personally. So he's, just, like, <laughs> he's, like, drilled in my mind as if, yeah. like, I went to some kind of, like, re-education camp, and it's just all... It's all Casey. But what is an influencer? I think that's also a really great... Like, vague? Yeah, it's, it's, it's vague? so vague. Because what is an influencer? It does, like, your content have to be strictly on the internet? Does it... Can it be, like, you know, outside in television? Can... Then are actors considered influencers? Like, what do we really mean by the terminology? Because I feel like... 
I guess with some of the stuff I watch or how I see people refer to influencers is more like internet personalities than it is maybe an actor or a singer. Like, yes, they'll still endorse on their social media like, you know, regular influencers do, but it, you know, they actually have a job description. Yeah, I think you're right. Actors and musicians and celebrities do influencer type stuff. It's, but like, I think influencer itself talks about people who weren't, this is just what I think, like who weren't really famous for anything else really, except mm-hmm. for maybe like blogging or vlogging in general. Like they, they just got famous purely off of like being an entertainer, but like not an entertainer in like a very like super hyper organized uh, industry, like acting or, you know, or music production. Like they were just like, they literally just made like, amateur blogs or vlogs like online Mm -hmm. and then they got you know they blew up a bit and then now they're like you know uh getting more exposure to this kind of business aspect that's what i think because like actors and like celebrities these other celebrities and musicians they like they were in another industry but now they use like the fame that they got to to push for other kinds of things yeah okay but um yeah but i think the the category of influencers is specifically people who did not come from any other real type of industry, but just got famous because of some other kind of content, like amateur content. Yeah. And then now they, their whole job is about like, you know, getting exposure to brands and places and like companies and ideas and themes. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually, I have a weird theory that like influencer culture is coming to like a slow burn. And I think it's like its ultimate demise (laughs) is like actually kind of near because, and I think it's revealed itself in the cracks of it, um, within, like, this actual, like, this entire pandemic. Um, I feel as though, like, people are, you know, with, you know, the BLM movement and, um, more and more people getting into social justice and, uh, you know, with, uh, more, I think, um, in general, I feel like, uh, millennials and Generation Z are, are getting far more into politics, um, and, seeing what's going on in our society, you know, I guess you could say stuff that really matters, right? That's actually, you know, going on in our communities. And of course, with the looming uh, recession kind of hitting us due to the pandemic and, you know, not knowing how long that's going to last and when our economy is genuinely going to bounce back, I think a lot of people are going to steer away from influencers because it's like, okay, I really don't need you showing me all this new product that's in the market because, a, I can't afford it. B, um, I have more interest on what's going on outside of this, like, world, this bubble, almost, you know? Hmm. So, so like, I, I guess, um, like, another way of what you're saying is that people are now, young people especially, are focusing mm-hmm. more on, like, kind of, like, concrete political and like social movements now and that like that's taking up more of their attention span and so because of that they're not going to be like into this like super consumer like type of stuff anymore yeah i I'm, I'm, that's what i'm kind of going at at least for like i feel like it's going to be like a trend like a culture shift for mm-hmm. a bit um obviously i feel like with anything there's always like going to be trends within society mm-hmm. but um for now i feel like that's what it's coming closer to for at least for you know millennials and generation z like there's not going to be this obsession with like consumerism like we used to have you know 
And I think that was also the attraction of a lot of influencers was, you know, oh, look at this, like, material wealth they have. Look at the things they have, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's just like, you know, you, in a sense, it's almost, I want to say maybe not aspiring because I feel like a lot of people, oh, yeah, okay, I would use aspiring, aspiring or idealizing, like, these influencers and seeing, like, the wealth they have from basically doing, like, you know, amateur, you know, content on the internet. Um, but I, I, I do think that that's maybe not gonna have such a big importance, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, also as a designer, as somebody who would love to have a brand one day, I don't really see myself, like, having influencers come to my shows or having influencers wear my clothes for the sole purpose of, I feel like it becomes, I don't know, like, for me, like, we were talking before, um, how, you know, it doesn't... You say it doesn't appear corporate. I think it appears corporate because I feel like doing that, it's like an obvious like billboard I'm having there, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like trying to influence, you know, especially younger audiences like you need this, you know, and in a sense, it almost like cheapens your brand, I think a little bit like there was like a bunch of influencers at a Chanel uh, fashion show, I think in Paris, um, like obviously before this like pandemic like hit. Uh, and I, and I thought it was so odd and so strange. And it's like, this is Chanel, like a fashion house, a fashion powerhouse, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of like they're selling themselves out to like TikTokers. Hmm. I mean, I think the reasoning why I was saying that it's, it's a more like personalized and socialized type of advertising was because I was going with a comparison to what I, what I, what I call like cold advertising, like like something like a billboard is like very cold advertising. Mm -hmm. It's literally just an ad, like just placed in some location. And you probably have to like, you have to physically go look at that, Mm -hmm. like voluntarily. And then it probably has like nothing to do with what you're doing at that moment. Like you're driving, maybe it could be an auto insurance, like uh, advertising that kind of has something to do with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But if it's just about like, a clothing brand, you know, advertising on a billboard, which I don't think they advertise a lot of billboards, but it's yeah, just I was a, about to say it's just a hypothetical example, like or like a what is like a cigarette advertisement. It like technically doesn't have a lot to do with driving, like the activity you're doing. So mm-hmm. it's very cold and disconnected. But oh, we're selling cigarettes now. <laughs> <laughs> if this, anybody this... here who's listening is trying to um, sell a new cigarette <laughs> company, <laughs> uh, don't use billboards. <laughs> You got free financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor. You're not allowed to follow this. I would be sued. <laughs> so would you actually? Yeah, actually, there. I watch a lot of um, people online, and they're, they're supposed to be educational channels about, like, investing and stuff like that. And there's always disclaimers that saying, like, I'm not a financial advisor. I do not give official financial advice. I only give, like, educational ideas and content. Because you act, you can actually get sued by people. By who? Like viewers, like oh. viewers who make investments off the ideas like you you came up with in the video. Oh, don't, if you, don't, us. <laughs> if you don't if you don't put that like a uh, disclaimer there. So it's actually a serious thing. Oh wow! <laughs> it's super funny. Yeah. I mean, legal advice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very... Legal free legal advice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, internet wow. stuff is funky with this legal thing. I mean. It's a little scary, actually. It is, it, and they have to say that like every video. They have to either put it in the description or say it. In the video. Sing it. S- yeah, sing it. It's a musical. Can you sing it for us? I am not a financial advisor. <laughs> don't take my advice and don't sue me. 
has anyone actually seen it? Like, don't sue me, please. Like, no, you think when I go to like watch a video about like a Boeing stock analysis, they just like give me a musical segment? <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, that's the hard hitting content I wanted. <laughs> Thank you, Investor for Life. We're trying to uh, reach the theatrical community <laughs> simultaneously with this podcast. I, 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 I need their views. I need their views. I need all views. <laughs> so, oh man, that was so funny. Oh, well, you were like low-key kind of like an uh, amateur financial advisor for Feet Economy. <sighs> amateur. Last time we spoke. These... <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. You, you can't just say that without any context. Amateur financial advisor for a feet economy people. You're like, oh, am I? Or is it foot economy? Because is it one or two? Well, feet. I mean, because people would be interested in more than one foot. Or it would be foots. Because no, it's not foots. All, it's That's... multiple individual foot. No, then you just go with feet. What? Okay, wait, wait. Are we selling pairs? Let me explain. <laughs> explain this. They, explain they, the they, context. They make it sound... Us talking about this makes it sound like I literally like am a criminal who goes out and like amputates people's feet and like is selling them on the black market. I don't think anyone was thinking. I wasn't thinking about you it. You weren't thinking that. Well, I mean, I would prefer my uh, feet pics to be attached. You know, no, no, <laughs> if I was into that. So we're talking about like the amateur, like, like I guess is it slight? I guess it's kind of underground, like economy of like. Like, a little, like, amateur porn, but, like, oh, with only feet. Like, specializing in people who are super into, No like, nudity, just feet. It's literally feet. feet. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, it's specializing into these, like, consumers who are super into, like, feet pictures. Because they have foot fetishes, you know? Yeah. And so they... Were you I, typing the computer to pull up photos, like, in Joe Rogan? Uh, uh, Danny, pull, pull up the feet pictures. Uh, pull up the, the feet market year-over-year growth. Uh, I need to see that. Uh, with, uh, that throughout all currency. <laughs> I need I need to cross listed <laughs> across all countries, okay. all major economies, across the whole G twenty, please. Oh my Thank God, you. I'm <laughs> yeah, and then, because oh, like you just see like this ridiculous stuff online. Like if you if you d- dig around a little, like people will pay like like a h- hundreds of dollars for just pictures of women's feet. It's like what about men's feet? That's a little sexist. No, it's. Th- I mean, this is just literally the market. I mean, I'm sure you could get away with pretending to be a woman, yeah, and then selling your feet. I mean, I unless these guys are like on some next level like analysis, like they've they've like come up with these like anatomical graphs about like the, the curvature of the feet. Like, I know that's a guy's foot. You're scamming me, bro. <laughs> I want my money back. I want my, my money. four hundred thousand dollars back. You better refund me on PayPal, bro, right now. <laughs> on your OnlyFans. <laughs> I'm revoking my OnlyFans subscription right now. It just emails the company. <laughs> it's just like, unless they're coming up with that, it's it's probably super easy. If you're a guy and you have nice feet, you could just make an OnlyFans or like some kind of like... If you have very feminine looking feet. If you have whatever that even means. Whatever that means. What does that mean? I don't know. Ask the customers. Ask, <laughs> ask the customers. What that <laughs> we means. need to invite like a foot fetish. Foot fetish. What defines the ideal feminine foot? Can you give us some just Next episode. <laughs> Next. Diving deep in the foot fetish. <laughs> Not 
like this. This is not what I signed up for. This is this is <laughs> when you have to sell out your podcast. <laughs> you have to sell out your podcast to foot fetishes. I believe that's what we call a a sin industry. You know, like gambling and like <laughs> gambling. A sin industry, a vice, a vice, a industry. vice industry. <laughs> is that what it's called? A vice. Industry? That's what they actually do call like stuff like a, a like. Running casinos and running uh, gentlemen's clubs and stuff like they call these like sin industries. Oh wow! They actually do. Oh. Yeah, it, it is. It's like it's like semi-official, like classification of businesses. You know. It just sounds to very, be nicer. Yeah, it's just that it sounds. Instead of like, stupid. I'm selling uh, feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I'm partaking in uh, for sexual content. <laughs> I am peddling. You can go to a business meeting, you know, respected. <laughs> oh, it's just a bunch of people, like a corporate board meeting, and just like, <laughs> this is like 20 people. Oh, gentlemen, we have reached peak foot sales. <laughs> Look at this graph. It's over 9,000. Quarter three has been the best quarter in five years. Uh, all right, well, back to influencer culture. <laughs> What if they're feet influencers? They there actually might be. Is there any like Jamie? Jamie, pull up the uh, pull, pull up the the, uh, the listings of a uh, feet influencers. Actually, influencers. well, no, that would be feet models, like for like feet. advertisement for like nail ah, products. Yeah, right? celebrity influencers feet, famous feet seats. Oh no! Oh no! Let's not let's not look at that. No. It's on Instagram. Okay. It's just guys. It's just a bunch. It's a bunch of men. Okay, it's it's not it's not like a per page of like women. He has feminine feet. If you look at, this I one. thought you just said you don't know what feminine. Feet <laughs> I don't know. Feet okay, are, no, no, no. I, if you, you like, said... if you did this, I would be like, oh, that's like a chick's feet. <laughs> there are people like commenting with hearts and stuff like that. Jesus, is there actually? These guys are ripped. Feet. Yeah, look at that. But that has nothing to do with feet. You can like literally be obese and still have like pretty feet. No, no, but I mean, like, it's just the, it's just the fact that there's clearly a focus on feet, and there's a lot of people commenting. Plus some. That's so hot. Fire emoji. Hard eyes. Hard eyes emoji. emoji. Fire emoji. Hard eyes. Okay, that's all right. That is the. Kind I just of want. Well, there's feet influencers, so that kind of like plays into the whole influencer culture talk. <laughs> oh my god. Where, oh. How did we get this far? Oh, we have been forsaken. <laughs> We've <have> been forsaken, <laughs> Judas. <laughs> Alright, well, anyways, back to influencers after our long feet tangent. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, speaking about, like, influencers but, and, uh, like, political and uh, social movements going on right now, I feel, uh, I, I don't know if you know, this is not, like, major news, obviously, you know, this is not, like, yeah. Oh, it's not major news, can't listen to this anymore, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I only listen to, like, CNN. I only listen to the most mega mainstream news ever. Yes. I have a whole page just dedicated to only... I only listen to the BBC. <laughs> I don't listen to BBC. I only listen to English news. <laughs> it's actually UK news. It's British. Oh. The Great British Empire. What empire? <laughs> where? Since, like, the 1940s, Where? <laughs> Uh, I mean, well, actually, you know what's fuck this? Is like, I, none of us care so seriously about influencer culture. <laughs> we keep getting off topic. I really want to talk about Prince Harry and Megan. <laughs> like, what I was talking to you about before, about, like, they basically, like, scammed the royal family. 
Oh yeah, I didn't know this story, so you would have to like. Let me like, okay. So let me like bring in context for yeah. this. All right, let me tell the story. So basically, Prince Harry and Meghan, you know, they get married. They they're le- they left the royal family. I think that actually broke major news. So you probably heard about it through CNN or BBC, <laughs> most famously. But um, anyway, so you know, they broke away from the royal family. They're right now in like LA. Um, and they released a book called Finding Freedom, uh, making, the making of a royal fa- modern royal family, um, by the Duchess and Duke of Sussex, which they're actually, um, uh, fun fact, they're not legally allowed to use that name because, I mean, I don't think he officially abdicated, like, his royal title, nor did she. Okay. Um, because, you it's know, she's affiliated with him, so that's how. Right, right. So, um... But basically, they're not legally allowed to use the name because they're not, like, into the royal family anymore. And, um, you know, they released this book, and a lot of this book has to do with, like, basically petty family drama within the royal family, which mm-hmm. I think is hilarious. There was, like, one excerpt speaking on how, like, Megan said that uh, Kate Middleton, the wife of... What's his face? Like, I, it's, like, I don't even know this guy. Yeah, it's The next like, in line to the throne, yeah, um, that the, guy. The Duke of Cambridge. Yes, the Duke of Cambridge. <laughs> I like how I know his title Mr. Middleton. Mr. Middleton. Oh, my God. <laughs> that guy, um, he's balding. Um. <laughs> Why you just have to put in that roast? What did he do? But he is balding. That's, like, a known fact. You know, I mean, that's true, but it's just, like, that was, <laughs> why, William, why? William. William, yeah. William Windsor. It's just, it's just so funny. You have to like, you just like throw in that like curveball, like jab at him, like as if he like did something wrong. To you. By the way, he's balding. I'll let you know. Please don't clap. <laughs> R.I.P. Headphone users. Oh god, I'm so sorry. Your eardrums are destroyed. I don't take any responsibility. Singing um, a song for legal yeah, reasons. Yeah, for legal reasons, I don't take any responsibility. Um. Just, uh, <laughs> just hope your eardrums didn't, uh, blast out. Yeah. 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 But I mean, um, with this bo- so like this book coming out, um, so there was multiple excerpts saying like Kate Middleton never was warm and friendly with Megan, never invited her into the royal family. Um, there was also like, I read recently on Daily Mail, which is like yellow journalism. So, but I, I was, it, it's been like all over my Snapchat. It's like. Megan, the monster of the royal family, and Prince, the rebellious, like, prince, you know? Like, I've been seeing so much of it, so I decided to read it, but it seems like these are actual, like, excerpts from the book. Um, and it basically also stated, like, the tiara she wore on her head for, like, that day. Um, it wasn't the one she wanted. She wanted an emerald one, but the queen was like, no, you're gonna wear this diamond tiara. I know, so sad in, like, first world, but... (laughs) But, like, yeah, so so th- there's just, like, been multiple, like, petty sh- stuff being said in the book. This is so sad. Can we get 12 likes? <laughs> <laughs> that was such a throwback meme. Ancient memes. My, I think my favorite part about it is, like, finding freedom. Like, if they were oppressed. Like, yeah. him that, being that, in the... That like, sounds like <laughs> such an American, like, title right there. Like, finding freedom. You know, there was, like, Harriet Tubman and... <laughs> And then there's the, the Underground Railroad. <laughs> so, someone's just gonna, like, like uh, edit that in and, like, Photoshop and just, like... That'd uh, look really stupid. <laughs> Finding Freedom. Finding you know? Freedom. It sounds like, like, the autobiography of Harriet Tubman. And then it's just, like, <laughs> Prince Harry and Meghan. Escaping complaining. the world. Escaping the oppression of the royal family. Oh! 
I think it's just like so rich. Like you're part of like the point zero one percent, right? You're like aristocracy, and yeah, I mean there is some like crazy stuff that goes into being an aristocrat, but I think it's just so hilarious. You call it like finding freedom, you know? Wow, being plagued by higher education. <laughs> And, you know, having your lavish life be paid by, like, UK taxpayers. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is, like, if they made, like, some, like, significant, like, like cultural points, maybe. Like, they said, like, the culture around it is, like, you know, suffocating or it's, uh... Like, if they made some, like, more appeal to, like, yeah, some kind of cultural issues, like, within, like, being a royal. That would make more sense than just being, like... Couldn't wear the right tiara, SMH. You know? <laughs> like, this this sucks so bad. I mean, a lot of the excerpts, obviously, I feel like are trying to basically defame um, Meghan Markle yeah. because you know she's been a really hot topic, I believe, like within all of this, which I think is like really crazy. Now that we're talking about like political social movements here in the U.S., you know. Um, you know, I, I do think she is sometimes, like, a little too villainized because she is different both physically and, you know, how she carries, you know, her life um, and kind of being more independent and not really needing, you know, an aristocrat family, although she did marry into it, which I find it confusing. Um, but, yeah, no, that's what, I mean, that's my own personal opinion. I think, I think a lot of the excerpts being taken out are just kind of, like, stir controversy over the book. Yeah, I mean, it, it could just be a like a big drama thing, just for like you know, celebrity level exposure, you know, just just for fun because like they they think it's interesting. I don't know. Really, She's supposed to like really narrate bored. the next Finding Nemo or something. No, 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 not the Finding Nemo. Uh, now that you know Disney, that corporation. <laughs> That owns everything. Um, no, uh, she's supposed to be doing some narration for like National Geographic, uh -huh. and there's supposed to be like a movie coming up. It might have already came out. I don't know, but she's supposed to be doing more projects with Disney. Oh, interesting. So, I actually like working a a, a real job. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, such a way of life. Such a way of life. Crazy. <laughs> Like a lion taking a dump in the back. <laughs> like... You can see the lion is natural habitat. Yes. Um, I mean, that's a good uh, <laughs> segue to... Um, also, like, talking about, like, hypebeast culture. I kind of want to, like, touch up on that with, like, the umbrella of this being about, like, current events and, like, how that's correlating with some of, like, influencer culture. Like, hypebeast culture. Um... So basically, uh, I feel like um, what's going a lot with fashion, you know, it's you know, currently with like the whole recession and I think um, a lot of brands are, you know, kind of pulling back how much product they're putting out and, you know, it's not like anybody's going to really spend a lot of money on clothes or even limited edition items, no matter how like luxurious it may seem or even exclusive as it may seem. Um, and like as of lately, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's like died down for now. Or if it might be something that's being dissolved. Because as I'm seeing, I'm not really seeing, like, those uh, hype beasts, like, brands, like, pushing out anything at all. And haven't been pushing out. And it doesn't look like there's plans to push out any more product. I mean, what do you think? Like, I mean, I, I think they're just waiting. I, I, the, the thing is, um, I, I guess generally when, like, times are considered to be, like, economically poor, 
uh, people people do wind down, you know, consumer spending. Generally, I mean that is what causes like recession. But just because like they wind it down a bit doesn't mean like it it's no longer gonna be there. Like after the mm-hmm. recession is done, like I think at the end of the day, it's just the way the like U.S. economy is like structured. It's a demand economy. It's based on like it's a base. It's based on consuming things we technically don't need. Like that's just why it's able to grow because. Like the this it's called subsistence. Like a subsistence economy is just like people just buy things they need to survive. Like they just need furniture because they you know just literally need it for their house to be able to like sit around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like they don't buy like luxury furniture. They just buy like a couch that's gonna last like forty years. You know, mm-hmm. this is like back during like you know nineteen thirties, nineteen forties, nineteen fifties stuff like that. It's like subsistence economy. People just buy kitchen appliances and like household products and like clothes that they they actually need but you know like 1980s going forward it's more like a demand economy like we just have so much wealth that like the only way the economy grows more is like if you start advertising products that like you don't actually need but it's like i have money and it's like that looks kind of cool and that looks kind of fun yeah and then i buy that you know so that's that's like generally how it's structured. Mm-hmm. So I think I don't think that kind of like hype beast culture is gonna die down. I don't know, but I feel like capitalist like capitalism is not. I don't know. I, I have a, like an odd sensation. Like a lot of people aren't. I feel like people always say and do two different things. Like especially mm-hmm. young people, like they always say like I'm against capitalism. I'm against like this. Like I don't like consumerism. But then we'll like spend away like mad like they go to whole foods right after saying yeah like like, like, like going to like yeah like you know all these types of like entertainment things like concerts or like bars and like all these other types of they go to whole foods then they go to like you know a justin bieber concert yeah and then just like then they buy like buy avocado toast every single morning and then it's like yeah this is like you know people like deliver themselves breakfast I'm sure that exists, yeah. But, like, why? I, I don't know the that. breakfast food is, like, the easiest food to make. Because, like, I was watching, like, a bunch of, like, YouTube videos. Actually, one of my favorite um, TV show writers from Schitt's Creek, uh, mm. Dan Levy. He, I saw, I kind of, like, saw, like, a day in the life of, like, Dan Levy. And he, uh, he basically, like, he says, like, every day he orders breakfast. And I'm like, wow, that's weird. And then I'm, like, looking more and more, and I'm seeing, like, there's like other like you know celebrities who do that there's like also people who like just have like vlog channels who do that and like do it on a consistent basis it's like you know oh okay sunday morning let's like order in some like you know hash browns or something they must think it's it's very convenient i mean did i tell you about the professor i had so i have a professor she was my photography uh professor for like my spring semester and she so she lives in Maine, and she flies to New York, and she has an apartment in New York just to teach, and then how, comes back home. How to often Maine. does she fly? Like she maybe teaches like a few classes, so a lot within a week. Okay, like se- oh, several times in a week. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like she she has bank. I, uh, she made a lot of money from like uh, doing album covers, so she probably still has like a, a lot of the rights to okay. multiple like album covers. So you know she's like kind of flowing in money. And she told me, like, every single day she ordered food. Like, every single day. She bought food, already pre-made, everything for her. Done. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. I I don't consider it that surprising. Maybe it's just because, um... Oh, because you do it yourself? (laughs) No, I actually... I Uber Eats everywhere I go. 
but I, that's just like um how things are developing. Um, right, I'll give you an example. Uh, like in South Korea, like in Seoul, like people are so busy with work, or even like a city, like a Japanese city, like Tokyo. Like people are so busy with work and they don't want to prepare food. Mm. So they just have like a delivery service or like a cooking service mm. that like brings or prepares all the meals for them. But that's more of like a meal prep. Oh, so... And like, there's are, companies for meal prep. Okay, so are you talking more about just like only She ate at a restaurant. Like she ate at restaurants and did oh, takeout from I, restaurants. I was so confused. I thought someone was just like delivering. No, no, no. It's too. not like a meal prep situation. No, it's uh, like she went out okay. to eat. Basically, and did oh. take out from like a restaurant in the city, mind you. Yeah, I mean, if you have money, I mean, I guess they just think that's convenient and tasty, and they want to do that. I don't know. I find that so crazy and like bizarre. At least to me, because I'm just like, because if you why is it? I mean, if you have a lot of money, you'd probably do it too. Yeah, because, because it's not like that big of a dent in your wallet. Actually, it's a huge dent. There was this lady like a few years back, so she basically ate out every single day, and she did it kind of as like. Kind of like an experiment, like how much money am I spending when I do takeout, right? And she did it for like a year. I'm not sure if she did it every single day and for every single meal, but she did, and it was extremely frequent. We'll just say that for convenience sake. And she she spent like upwards over like 20K or something, or like... I mean, yeah. That, like a really big number. Yeah, that is a lot. But yeah, but uh, people are going to do that are probably like millionaires or, you yeah. know, people like you said, these are like youtubers like so they probably like make millions of dollars or like this lady who um this this professor you were telling me about who has uh made like a lot of money from album covers yeah these, these are like millionaires they can afford to do that they don't think that's like a big deal yeah if they think it's worth i it mean them. power to them i just like i think it's so yeah, this is not something for like college students or yeah. <laughs> or you know no just i was gonna actually market. order every single yeah, food exactly. that i have every single day just spend thousands of dollars and hopefully find someone who will pay for that. <laughs> just steal, just go to credit card theft, just so I can have free meals. That seems worth risking the jail time, I think? Yes, for yeah. Uber Eats. Just for Uber Eats. Actually, speaking about Uber Eats, I might just order Pokey after this. This is like... I've been thinking about Poke Bowls for like so long. Poke Bowls? What is that? You don't know what Poke Bowls are? I... I'm over don't this. Know, don't know what this I'm is. I'm ending this podcast. It's deleted. Oh, what? Just Deletion. That, just so it's, it's right. It's like basically sushi, but in a bowl. Without the seaweed. So they, don't they just call them sushi bowls? I've heard of sushi bowls before. If I like show you a picture. Jamie? <laughs> oh, I'll pull up the sushi bowl. It's... No, it's not sushi bowl. It's pokey bowl. Like pokey works? Uh, let me see. Uh... It comes from Hawaii. I think uh, so. Okay, no, I haven't seen this before. I'm gonna order it today because okay. I'm so hungry. <laughs> like, I'm ending this podcast soon because I'm genuinely Cause, hungry. Because you're hungry, just out of pure hunger. I need food, I need sustenance. I need the food. <laughs> so, what should we spend this last segment on? Tell me a really great fact. Tell me a really great fact. Oh my god, this is something I love to tell people. You know how whenever you watch a movie... R.I.P. headphone users, stop <laughs> clapping. I'm <Andrew>. sorry. <laughs> this is a bad habit. 
Like, whenever um, people watch those movies that take place in, like, the 1700s, especially, like, American Revolutionary War movies, mm -hmm. and they see the British in the line, you know, yeah. line formation, like, oh, what a stupid formation. Like, Americans won so easily just, like, guerrilla warfare. It's like, guerrilla warfare. Yeah, just, like, they just spread out their troops and just blast all the British troops they actually, in the line. They um, use, like, calls, like, chickens, like... I'm not, I'm like so serious right Chickens? now. Chickens? Yeah, they would like, you know how like you would have like a secret like, you know, like in the Hunger Games when Katniss Everdeen did the whole like bird thing, like oh. the mockingbird thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they had that. <clears throat> that makes sense. But with chicken noise. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, Charlie. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> so what it is, is like everyone watches, everyone watches that formation like, what a stupid, stupid formation. Okay, in that scenario, it was a stupid formation, mm -hmm. but against another large organized army at the time, like if the British army were to fight like the Prussian army, I am which the is what army. <laughs> Prussia, which was which is now modern day Germany, like if they were fight to fight like another large organized army, that that uh, line formation is decently effective actually. The point is that the reason why they adopted line formations and also box formations where they put like, mm -hmm. you know, soldiers in front and then soldiers on the sides in lines to make a box was to fight against cavalry charges, like horse horsemen attacks. Oh. And the thing is, it's because the rifles at the time and muskets were very inaccurate. So if you just have like one soldier out in the open just trying to like open fire on like a, you know... A man on a man on a horse. It's gonna be very hard because like accuracy of the weaponry like really low. So the only way you can really hit these guys is if you get together and like fire all at the same time in one volley. Mm -hmm. So you just make up for the lack of accuracy with a large volume of fire. Yeah. And so that's why they adopted that formation. Also, like, because if people would just stand out on their own, they just easily get destroyed by some guy coming up with a saber on like a horse and just literally just like, slice his head off. <laughs> like literally, that's like just what happened to them. So instead, they would go in these line formations and just like unload like a ton of fire, at the same concentrated mm -hmm. fire, upon like the horsemen coming at them. Yeah. So that's that's why they would use that strategy. But like when you watch in the movie, it looks so stupid, and it is a stupid tactic against like modern. Who, yeah, yeah, against men who aren't using horses, like who aren't using cavalry charges, or are just like fighting like you know rebel like guerrilla warfare. It is a stupid tactic. That is true. But against another organized army, it was, like, the most effective, like, tactic at the time. So. Why? Were you setting up for your own global... Because, like, I used to... Get, domination like, of the world? Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I, I've been uh, reading a lot of Sun Tzu recently. In our <laughs> <war>. <laughs> Ran for this uh, militaristic conquering of the entire, entire world. No, but it's just, um... I don't know. It's because it always annoyed me, like, watching those movies. And it's just like... Well, I, I thought it was like a stupid dagger. Like, I love how you like research this and yeah. So I'm just like, I was what's so the historical accuracy? Yeah. So like, like, why, why you just go to Google? Warfare? Why British go in lines in movies? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like stuff like that. It's it's funny. Hmm. Yeah. How interesting. So it was effect, but also starting like around like the late 1700s, like. Rifles were getting a lot more accurate, so that was going to be outdated super soon anyway. Because once rifles are more accurate, it's okay to like be by yourself. Yeah. Because you can shoot accurately, finally. Okay. Yeah. Was that going on throughout, like... I just, just, yeah, rifle technology was improving, like, late 1700s, early 1800s, like, wow. a lot, so... Can we put under that this is a history podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's, one of the, it's one of the categories, genres. Yes. Yes. History podcast. 
stuff you thought you know you wouldn't hear about anymore like after you left high school you would hear from me now yes on this podcast can we rename this to like <laughs> eggs in in warfare <laughs> eggs in historical warfare <laughs> That sounds... You just have, like, a, a sentient egg, like, with, the, like, a helmet. Yes. And, like, a rifle. Oh, yeah. Like making, a trench. Making this logo was, like, really stupidly easy, by the way. I don't know if you noticed. Like, I was going for something simple and, like, ab- slightly abstract, you know, of, like, an image of an egg. Because I wasn't going to make, like, eggs in baskets, because that's, like, yeah, it, it, stupidly it, it, literal. It, it, yeah, it would look so dumb. Yeah, so I think an egg is fine, yeah. A fried egg. Or would that be sunny side up? It is... Sunny side up. Okay. Fried egg is just like the existence of an egg being fried instead of boiled. So like a sunny side this down is your egg brain. is also fried. This is your brain on drugs. Oh my god, <laughs> please don't remind me about that stupid And device. then that same guy had a cocaine addiction. <laughs> you fool, you became what you sought to destroy. <laughs> That's a meme, right? Where did that meme come from? Star Wars. Star Wars, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so when Obi-Wan uh, duels that. Uh, okay, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of okay, boomer, it's just okay, okay nerd. Okay, nerd. I don't right. know. Nerd nerd is outdated. You're, you're the geek. one. Geek? No, I, I don't know. I don't feel like these like words are used anymore. Or like they're not, they don't have that. I mean, I use it in a meme way. Yeah, that's yeah. They don't, I don't have really, that, they don't I have use that, like, it seriously. punch, yeah. They don't have that punch like they used to in the, in the 90s, even though I wasn't alive in the 90s. Four eyes. Which I still don't get that insult. Four eyes. It's just like, haha, there are eyes in there and then the eyes in my head. I don't right? know. Yes? <laughs> you go to the National Association or, you know, it's of Bullying. Like, I guess the, the, the glasses are considered eyes as well. I don't know. You go to the National Association of Bullying and they say, eh, that joke was subpar. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't Minus mean... five points for you, Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a polo match. Wait, the, the National Association of Bullying would be... Supporting bullying or it's like against bullying. No, it's for bullying. It's for bullying. That's why there's also the anti-bullying. That's like that sounds. That sounds. That reminds me of that. Uh, there was this YouTuber. You know, like Long Beach Griffey. No. Okay, so he's this like, YouTuber who makes like really like stupid skits, and he, there's like a suicide hotline one. Oh God. And it's like trigger warning. <laughs> trigger warning. If you're sensitive about suicidal topics, don't listen to this part. But the point is, the guy calls. And he's like, you know, he's trying to call normal suicide hotline. And the guy on the hotline just keeps giving him tips about how to, like, effectively <laughs> hang himself and, like, write a really grammatically perfect note and stuff. And he's just like, the only thing worse than, like, an illiterate dead person is, uh, I don't know. The only thing worse than a dead person is, like, an illiterate dead person or something. <laughs> it was so messed up. Oh, my God. Oh, man. And, um, <laughs> so, and then, like, the guy's just like, why are you, why are you doing this? He's just like. What do you mean? This is the suicide helpers hotline. <laughs> we help people die. Now, do you want to pay my credit? I don't know why I'm like citing the whole skit, but it's so funny. That's exactly he just what sues you for copyright. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Griffin, please. Anthony, Anthony Griffin. I know your full name. Don't, don't sue me, <laughs> please. Singing I love your, vi- I love your videos. Don't sue me. Oh wow, you, you want to get a shout out from please. Anthony Griffin? Please, Long Beach Griffin. Give me a shout out. You don't even like know me, but. <laughs> but, but I, mean, I love you. I love you. Griffey, please. <laughs> All right. I think it's it's a good point to wrap this up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. I concur. Indeed, Charlie. It seems appropriate to wrap up this podcast. Satchel Charles.
Charles <laughs> Xavier. Charles Xavier the 35th. The, the 17th. Yes. All right. Well, All right. That, end, that concludes our first podcast. Awkward I hope, ending. I hope everyone enjoyed. No one enjoyed. Uh-huh. This is all dislikes. Why do you have to ruin everything? Trying to put a nice and calming ending to our... 10-10 ten, ten wins. First... Forecast. Podcast. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right, bye. Bye-bye, then. <laughs>